This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is disc number 28 of our 88 Films Italian Collection series of reviews. I am Duncan McLeish and welcome to the show. Oh, here we go. eh? Disc number 28 already. We will be looking at a little movie called A Muck, which is a first time viewing for me. One of these ones that I've been eager to pick off my list for years now. So very much looking forward to the review, which will be coming up after our first break but before we get into that as always some housekeeping some notes some business up front um, and the party will be at the back uh yeah so this is your final episode of the week oh i know kind of sad when we get to the end of that week and you know that that's another week of hard podcast graft done but be safe in the knowledge that next week is about to kick off five intensive weeks of podcasting and i I know I'm saying intensive, people are like, oh yeah, Duncan, whatever, whatever. No, I mean it, like, there's going to be a pretty relentless stream of podcasts under the stairs content, so expect your feed to be overburdened with, with episodes, lots of episodes coming from all different directions. So, it'll kick off tomorrow with a little bit of irreverence, but we'll then switch into Tuesday with a bonus review of the brand new Jordan Peele outing, Us. We will then, on Thursday... Do our listener reviews for Movie Club, looking at Lake Mungo. You have until Wednesday to get your reviews in for that episode. At the moment, we're sitting with about five reviews. I imagine there's a couple of people holding on to the last minute. Don't wait too long, please. Um, and then we will swing into, let's see, either Friday or Saturday. I haven't made up my mind yet. Maybe Friday, maybe Saturday. Uh, we will be doing a little bonus episode. And that bonus episode will be reviewing the end of the month. Uh, we'll be looking back over the month that was this beautiful little march that we all celebrated together. And then on Sunday, 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 you will have a episode for the new slasher series that we're doing. So it'll be this number five or six, I can't remember. I have no idea where we are with that. All I know is that we're still waiting for a movie that really floors me and I think we may be waiting some more time. Uh, so yeah, we'll be doing that. And somewhere in there we've got a special March themed episode as well. So if it doesn't come out on Friday, it'll come out on Saturday and vice versa. So yeah, pretty much a full week of podcasting ahead of you. Maybe five episodes over seven days. And then April's going to be just pretty much relentless like that as well. So you have been forewarned, ladies and gents. That is your warning up front. Now, let's fucking power on through this because I've got so much stuff that I want to do for podcasts under the stairs and I really want to talk about this movie because I watched it two days ago and uh, yeah I was well we'll get into it won't we we'll get into it. I don't want to spoil things ahead of my review so we're going to take a very short break just now you're going to hear promos for shows that I love you're going to hear the trailer for a muck 
from 1972. When I return, I'm going to be discussing that movie and a whole hell of a lot more right after this. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new podcast cure-all. Sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, cure what ails you. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, Dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Soon the film Amok will be playing in this area. Because of the nature of the film and the nudity and sexuality involved, we have made cuts in the coming attractions trailer that you are about to see. However, when Amok plays in this theater, you will see it complete with nothing cut out. Amok is the story of a sex-crazed madman. He lived on an isolated island where he lured beautiful girls. First, he only watched but then, he did much more. A few days before she disappeared, we couldn't help noticing a change had come over her. As if she were being tormented by something. There were always new victims for his depraved desires. Beautiful young faces and bodies who were thrown into an explosion of sexual frenzy by drugs they never knew they took. He forced them to do what he wanted. And he wanted everything. When he was finished ravaging their bodies, they disappeared forever. Die. Take her. Amok is a movie so real, 
so mind-boggling that you want to leave. <laughs> but you won't be able to. Hey, my friend Bernie, he told me this picture was strong. It's strong. What do I think of this picture? I think the people who did it ought to, they ought to be arrested. <laughs> what a picture. You know, and I don't see anything wrong with sex and nudity. I never saw so much sex and nudity in a movie. I can't believe it. They would put that on a screen. A muck. A film that had to wait for the permissive 1970s before it could be made. In the trailer you have just seen, we had to cut out certain parts because we cannot tell if there are children in our audience or those who would be offended or embarrassed by total nudity and sexuality. But when Amok plays in this area, you will see it in its complete version with nothing cut out. And welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for this feature review. This is disc number 28 from the 88 Films Italian Collection series. We are looking at Amok from 1972. According to the blurb on the 88 Films website, it says her role as Miss Moneypenny in the lamentable James Bond spoof Casino Royale may have set hearts aflutter, but it was for her part in Italian classic shockers like Black Belly of the Tarantula and Don't Torture, a duckling that cemented Barbara Boucher's status as one of the most libaceous icons of Eurocult cinema. Happily, Silvio um. Amadio's saucy thriller Amok fits snugly into this Jallo-centric category too. And here, Bushi stars as Greta, a nubile young secretary under the recent employment of the cravat-wearing Richard, played by Farley Granger of Rope. Partial to the occasional bout of swinging along with his wanton wife Eleonora, played by Rosa I can't see her name, Rosalba Neri from Slaughter Hotel. Richard also seems to harbour a dark secret, the mysterious whereabouts of his missing former assistant, Sally, whom Greta knows very intimately indeed. With its blend of leering lens, slow motion sex scenes and slick spectacle, Amok is an erotically charged masterclass in murder and deception brought lovingly to life in high definition thanks to those lovable deviants at 88 films. The special features on the disc is a restored 2K from the original 35mm negative, uncompressed English audio, uncompressed Italian audio, English subtitles, an icon amok in an interview with Barbara Boucher, Barbara Boucher Q&A from the Festival of Fantastic Films in Manchester, um, and Death in Venice, an interview with Rosalba Neri, which is subtitled. Region locked uh, to region B. Uh, picture formats HD 1080p um, and the audio format is LPCM mono. Um, the language is English and Italian with newly translated English subtitles. And the movie's about an hour and a half long. So this is a first time viewing for me and I will go on record. By God, am I glad that I waited to watch this movie. I think had I saw this... Um, even five or six years ago when I was like really starting the journey into into my, my longing for giallo uh, in Italian cinema, I probably wouldn't have appreciated the craft going on here. I would have looked at it, which I imagine a lot of people look at it, with this kind of leery-eyed 
sleazy attitude towards the the kind of sexual content and nudity and would have missed the nuance in the movie. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that there isn't a ton of fucking nudity in this movie. Lesbianism runs a riot uh, and there's a lot of um, a lot of female nudity, a lot of touching, a lot of lens, slow motion craft um, and woozy dreaminess, but I think those just fit the movie really really well it's weird to describe um what we have let's let's do this and well let's do a better plot synopsis and then let's jump back to talk about the craft in this movie so basically we have greta who arrives she's going to be this new secretary working under this guy called richard richard lives in a mansion um has a sexually charged and slightly dark-sided uh, wife eleonora who appears to suffer some kind of psychological uh, dissonance where she can be very caring and very wanting one second and then not bipolar but at the, uh, at the flip of a switch has this really dark evil side in her that kind of craves violence. Um, Greta's there we think at first to work for Richard but we find it very quickly she's investigating the disappearance of Sally who was Richard's former assistant uh, and also Greta's lesbian lover. So she's working in there to try and uncover the mystery. Whilst there she is drugged, um, brought into many different sexual acts with many other people, bit of swinging going on and um, starts to unpack what has happened to Sally. Now I will say hopefully you are listening to this having seen the movie because kind of going to spoil the ending because I fucking love the ending of this movie. This is like a Jallo ending but not as you know it and that it's kind of bonkers, kind of batshit but at the same time delivers one of those kind of last minute reveals where you're like, oh right I see what you did there. Um, so yeah we find out during this that they have a gardener, the gardener is mentally deficient but um, is apparently very strong, very, very, very strong and very attractive. And he was brought into one of these sex acts at one point and um, accidentally strangled Sally to death. Uh, Richard and Eleonora covered it up. Uh, Greta, who is trying to get to the bottom of it at one point, um, I want to say flirts, but it's not as forceful as that. Uh, shows an act of kindness to the gardener. Um, which will play an important point later on because as um, as Greta gets more and more involved with the mystery she starts to find out what has actually happened and Eleanor and Richard decide that what they're going to do is they are going to kill off uh, the people involved uh, and get away with the perfect murder by kind of really setting up this scenario again of the, this kind of gardener guy you're murdering off Greta in a similar act as before um, and the, the stage is all set for this to happen except the gardener remembers the kindness that Greta showed them uh, and then turns thus killing um, Eleonora and Richard and um, Greta kind of escapes in the knowledge that they have found the body of of Sally which has been buried out in the kind of the kind of marshy moorlands 
Um, and we kind of think that's the mystery solved. But what I love about this is at the very end, the police say that the, bo- the body they found is not Sally's at all. So Greta has went through this great mystery and knows that her love has died and feels that everything is vindicated. And in the final shot, it's revealed that she doesn't know where the body of Sally is and whether or not ultimately whether or not that actually happened at all um, I think it's I think it's kind of I've read a lot of complaints online where people are like well it's a kind of really simplistic story isn't it and I, I can't disagree with you it really is actually on, on its basic level it is a very kind of paint by numbers jalo script in fact if anything it's less confusing than the majority of uh, jalo mysteries that are out there other complaints I've read are, you know, does this movie really quantify as being a Jallo? Yes, it's a murder mystery, but by 72, Jallo's had a touch of danger about them, and this one doesn't really have that. If anything, it feels like a kind of erotic thriller, um, unless, like, the the Jallo that we know, the kind of template that Argento sets out. You can also see that as well coming from the fact that there's very little blood and very little death in this movie overall. And I, I'll take that on board uh, as well. I would counter by saying that this is definitely a Jallo. The reason it's definitely a Jallo is that it, well, one, is definitely a murder mystery. And whilst we're not seeing black glove killers and, and all the rest, there is still this idea of uh, a murder, someone being there to solve it and getting caught up in a mystery much deeper than they expect when they start. Um, there is a bit of death and violence towards the end, which I quite like, and there is this kind of mysterious reveal of of what actually happened to the body to begin with. Yes, it does have a lot of eroticism in it. I will be lying to you if I did not say there is a huge degree of titillation that comes from not only seeing uh, Rosa, Rosa... I can't say her name. Rosalba Neri and um, Barbara Bushy to extremely beautiful women in their what can only be described as their prime bearing all for the camera there is a whole lot of Barbara Boucher in this movie just dear god almighty her and uh, Edwidge and the same movie might be the end of my you know, I might stroke it so hard I go blind in one eye that's all I'm saying that is all I'm saying but she's a great actress I mean it's easy to sit there and say well look at the body you know she just gets her tits out she just gets her body out but I think she's a great actress I think there's, there's a very powerful on screen presence that she has even clothed um, I mean it's no secret that to me Barbara Boucher will always be um, synonymized on screen and her performance in Don't Torture a Duckling, which I think is, I'd like, maybe Filch's best movie and maybe her best role. Um, but I think she plays it really well. I love how uh, kind of malicious and moustache-twiddling Eleonora is as a character. I think that works great. Um, it's shot beautifully. The restoration on this one, the 2K restoration, is fucking gorgeous to look at. Colours are crisp. There's that 70s kind of smoky edge through it. And the way the movie shot as well is this kind of almost weird dreamlike offset. It kind of reminded me of the kind of soft tones of Lado's Short Night of Glass Dolls. It just kind of feels a little bit removed. Also, at the same time, the kind of the vibe of something like Don't Look Now. It's kind of dreamlike beauty in the way the camera is used. The cinematography is wonderful to look at. And that's before we even start talking about the motherfucking soundtrack, ladies and gents. Teo Usilie. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Probably isn't. Um, 
does a wonderful job on the score here. It's it's kind of psychedelic. It's twisty. It's erotic. It's dreamlike. Um, it's a beautiful soundtrack that just woozes its way, uh, kind of meanders just gently through the, the 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 film movie itself. So it's wonderful, and I'll give him his credit, Silvio Amadio's. Uh, direction is the fucking tits. He does a lot here. Yes, you could argue it's very leery, and I would once again not disagree with that. It's a leery, leery, leery movie, but he handles it with a bit of class, uh, which I think is want. Um, and a lot of directors from this time period is what separates the Italian exploitation genre from the American exploitation genre. In America, it's used for titillation and, and you know, like, full-on effect. Whereas in Italy, there's something very artistic about the craft, which, I mean, still delivers the same results, but there's a, almost this degree of maturity about how nudity is handled on the screen and I think it's wonderful to watch in this movie. I think it, it works really, really, really well. Uh, this is a movie that I had been waiting years to tick off my list, ladies and gents. Years and years. Uh, very much aware of how it looks, very much aware of its kind of very bright giallo, bright yellow colour. Um, cover the the poster stuck with me for a while when I started really first kind of delving into uh, Jallo. This was one that always came up in discussion, but it's one that I mean I've owned this DVD or Blu-ray for about two and a half years now and never watched it. Uh, and it's me finally getting to watch it, and I can tell you right now, I feel that I was in the right place for it. I I genuinely think this is a fucking great movie. Um, one that kind of needs to be seen. You need to tick this off your list if you're interested in any of the, the Italian collection ones. This is a high recommend from me. Um, one that kind of floored me and just one that had me captivated from start to end. When it comes to grades for a muck from 1972, this one gets a 4.5 out of 5 for me. I think it's great. It's a bit light on story at times, but what it doesn't have there, it makes up with with really beautiful cinematography, uh, really good acting, and a story that I think is still twisty. It will keep you going right to the very end. So yeah, this is a 4.5 for me. Well done, the 88 films. You have, you're redeeming the, the other weeks that I have to do these slasher movies by giving me truly phenomenal movies. I really, really, really enjoyed this one uh, and hopefully you have as well. So there we go. Nice short, sharp review. Get in, get out, get what needs to be done. Uh, I'm going to take a very short break. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been our 88 Films Italian collection series of reviews. And we were looking at disc number 28, A Muck from 1972. That one, ladies and gents, was fucking great. I loved that. <sighs> Let's see where we're going next. Disc number 29 in two weeks' time is Delirium. This is another movie I've never seen before. I actually know very little about it. 
Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting into it. Directed by Lamberto Bava. According to the 88 Films website, it says, Gloria, played by Serena Grande from Anthropopicus the Beast, a model turned magazine owner, is having a terrible time keeping her buxom talent alive. A crazed fan of an ex-model is picking off her new startlets one by one and sending grotesque photographs of their bloody craftsmanship to the poor mogul. As the threats of the bodies continue to mount, Gloria must discover who is this madman before she becomes the ultimate model for the lunatic's chopping block. Scored by the legendary Simon Boswell, who scored Demons 2, Lamberto Bava's overly stylish giallo was originally developed by none other than Dario Argento, and is brimming with the legendary exploitation stars like Dario Nicolodi, George Eastman and David Brandon, all of whom are draped in this outlandish 80s fashion. Delirium makes its HD debut thanks to 88 films and is a must-have for any giallo fan. Uh, this movie contains both the Blu-ray and DVD versions of the film, the new mastered restore from original camera negative, Daria Nicolodi, The Dame of Delirium, booklet notes by Callum Waddle, uh, newly created English subtitles and reversible sleeve with the original Le Photo di Gioa uh, title. The technical specs is a Blu-ray region locked to um, UK. Picture format is HD 1080p. Um, we have English subtitles. Audio format is L. PCM stereo, Dolby digital stereo, um, and the runtime is about an hour and a half. Yet, yeah, know very little about this one. I always think that I kind of know where I stand with Lamberto Bava, and then I find that he's directed a lot more movies than I knew about. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing next. Very excited for this one. Um, I do like Bava quite a bit. I think he's a uh, Lamberto, that is. Uh, I love Mario Bava, but Lamberto Bava at times shows his little flourishes that really grabbed my attention. Uh, I'm still kind of floored by A Blade in the Dark, which was just fucking great. So I'm looking forward to seeing where he lands with Delirium. As always, ladies and gents, there's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. I say come across and check us out on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the feed, leave us a rating and a review. It's the best way to support us on that platform. You can also check us out at Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn and Spotify. Um, you want to visit our website, it's teaputscast.com and if you want to throw us some pennies, get yourself some cool swag like posters and enamel pins, you can do that by visiting our merch site. Our merch site is teaputscast.bigcartel.com You can visit us on Facebook, we're there in two places. If you want to interact with other listeners, become part of our Facebook community, post movies you're watching, ask questions, polls, the works, you can do that by simply, ladies and gents, Simples simply jumping across to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teaputscast. If all you're interested is when the shows are dropping and occasionally checking out a live stream like a Thursday Thursday, you do that by going to the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash teaputscast. You can interact with myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness, Instagram and Twitter. Both can be followed at teaputscast. So there we go, ladies and gents. That's another 88 Films Italian collection movie in the motherfucking bag. We are going to be back as the podcast under the stairs tomorrow with a little bit of irreverence. Ooh, time to get sexy and let me fawn over a movie that changed my love of horror cinema. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big, bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.